0: Yeah, I definitely appreciate it, for sure. Especially since I do know that it is a uh, circle back around time of the year, or circle back around at the top of the year. So I appreciate you being able to do this this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited to do it. I'm, it's like a reflective time to yeah. it too. Because we're going into New Year, I love thinking about like what it's gonna look like, what was this, how was this year, there's so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, let's dive into it, here we are. Welcome one and all to another episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. I am super excited because what we've been doing is we've been looking back on 2023 and um, I've had some amazing guests on so far and this is our third episode uh, where we are going to be talking with Ty Heath today. So I cannot wait to dive into this conversation and I wanna thank all of our guests for coming on and sharing these gems right before you go into the new year. So a little bit about Ty, she is a leading B2B marketer, speaker, author, athlete, community builder. I mean, when I was looking at your bio, Ty, I'm like, I'm about to read this entire bio because it is amazing. She is also the co-founder of Transform Her and which is the premier professional women of color uh conference um and they do so many different things so we're really excited to dive into that i know that you are involved in multiple boards such as Can lions as well as have helped with the american advertising federation so i think that we appreciate you doing your due diligence there and also outside of that you have a strong eye on b2b marketing which i think could sometimes be looked at as A bit of a snooze fest, but I think that you have certainly brightened that up. You know, I could sit here and read your bio, but I'm going to actually switch gears because I think a true reflection of a person is what others say about them. Ty, primary strength is that she is incredibly effective communicator. She is strong when it comes to management skills and clear communication. Her customer service ethic and skills are unparalleled. And also too, she is a woman of action and results. I mean, I have to ask you, you know, <laughs> growing up in um, Indicot, you know, New York, did you see
1: all this for yourself? <laughs> wow, I mean, I'm just blown away. I'm like, where did all, the, where did that come from? Was that from my LinkedIn profile? I don't know, but I'm, thank you so much for that warm introduction. Growing up in Endicott, New York, did I see that for myself? Um, oh, my gosh. I don't know that I saw that for myself. I feel like the story is unfolding. Um, I am, in, at this time in my life, the most comfortable I've ever been in this skin. Um, I am the most confident in you know what, knowing what I'm good at and also what I'm not good at, where I need help. Um, I am so clear on, you know, the value of like community to move things forward and that I want that's how I want to do things. Uh, so those are the things I'm clear on, but the story continues to unfold and it continues to surprise me. Um, but I continue, I think I've always been guided by a mission Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A star from that, from being a kid growing up in endicott new york i'll call it jamaicans in the snow (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah absolutely and you know i um that was one of the things that i just instantly gravitated towards you i mean i can't even believe that we just met this year which is wild because i feel like i've (laughs) known you for so long but i think like you know the story that you do have that's unfolding is so beautiful And I mean, we look at your accomplishments and, you know, I like to think that marketing and this whole world of comms, we're a bit competitive, right? Because we want to do things that are amazing. But I want to actually let my listeners and everyone in on a small secret because we'll never be able to catch up to you because you are a professional track and field runner. That's correct. So, I mean, how much of that background has really informed your leadership and like your approach to business?
1: Oh, my gosh, everything. Um, I am So I've been running track for a long time. I still run for fun. It is something that has given so much to me in my life. Now, I think everyone has something, hopefully, you know, whether it's a, a form of art. That you practice, like something you study.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I think I think it's important actually for everyone to have something like that, like another discipline um, that you can focus on. Especially as a as a kid, I think there's so much benefit. The reason for that is it teaches you number one, like how to think long term. Like for me, uh, focusing on the long term game, knowing I had a goal, which was to go to the Olympics you know and the amount of effort and focus and discipline and consistency it takes yeah. to get up and do that thing every single day uh, putting one foot in front of the other even when you feel like complete crap you're like i don't really feel like doing this today but yeah. you, you get up and you do it anyway all in service of this future goal or, or vision you have for yourself. Um, you know, the other thing that I got from track and field is just thinking, and, you, and maybe people don't see it this way, but when you run a race, um, there's strategy. and You know, there's tactics mm. that play into it. And you you learn over time, like, how do you run your own race? Um, for me, I was an 800 meter runner, um, which is probably, um, one of the more difficult ones. I hope people can admit that uh, if you ever ran track, shout out to you, Eight, you know, the 800 is not a walk in the park. You don't, when you finish, you look, you're about to throw up. You're not looking fresh, um, but it's a strategic and tactical race because it's a long sprint. There's no other way to put it. So you have to figure out, well, what are my strengths and weaknesses? Well, how do I want to run this? You know, how do I position myself knowing my own abilities um, when do I, you know, switch to tactical mode and, and make decisions mid-race? That when your strategy isn't playing out, and I think a lot of that same thinking comes into the business realm, and it also teaches you how not to panic when stuff isn't going your way and how to kind of adjust on that. And I would say, like, the last thing I got from track was just thinking about the importance of team. Yeah. I know people think about track and field as a super individual sport. You're by yourself. But one of my favorite things was the relays, relay races, four by one, four by four distance medley relay for my like true track and field heads. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. But um, there's four of you. Your job is to get the baton around the track. What order are you going in? Who's lead off? Who's anchored? Who's in the middle? Um, what's happening? How are the decisions? How do you hand, hand off? Do you trust each other? you know, um, all of these things, I think, play into what we need to know to be successful in business and life in general, even your house as a family, you know, thinking about the roles that we play for each other, um, how it's not just one person, it's everybody that gets that baton across the line. So I think that's part of why uh, I believe in the power of community so much, because I see um very clearly um, through from my experience in track that everyone has different weaknesses and strengths. And the beauty of it is that you don't have to know how to do everything because there can be someone who has your back in that yeah.
0: way. Yeah, beautifully said. Beautifully said. And I appreciate you providing that perspective because I think that, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, there's so many people that may be pulling you to the right and left. I don't know how much you want that <laughs> maybe going into next year there's some boundaries too but um you know i think it's your lens on the world and being that we are talking about the best of 2023 i think Shakari Richardson has had an amazing year um i would love for you to dive into what do you see when you see her story and through your lens because yes i think that we see it and so we see this super fast race and it's done and but what are some of the things that now like through your lens on the like you know not only being a professional runner but looking at it and working in marketing what do you see that you think some people may be missing?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I got a lot of love for her, and I, I think I, I love your your concept of lens because you know we're however many billions of people moving around. We all have a different lens through which we see things, and I think it's important to get uh, where someone else is coming from and that lens that shapes them, their decisions, and their life to have mm-hmm. compassion for their experience. Um, so I have a particular lens of compassion for Shakari uh, because in order to compete at that highest level, there are a number of things that you, that are important to have in place and you know looking at Shakari's story to be a top performing athlete, the mental fortitude, that comes from years of discipline, competition, coaching, um, understanding how to perform under pressure. Um, you know, part of being able to deal with all those things effectively um, comes from having you know an excellent support system around you. You know, people you can lean on and count on and trust. Uh, and what I have always wanted for her in looking at her career is—and I don't know f- full background of, of this yeah has around her but for i know knowing what she needs to do going into the olympics like you need to be able to lean on and trust and have the guidance around you it's not just about what you can do physically on the track but make sure you're mentally right right um have the right coaching the right mindset um all of those things are are critical um you have to be able to deal with a, the scrutiny the criticism I came up in track and field at a time that wasn't a time when we were living out your entire thing on social media and in the media where people had constant ongoing commentary about your performance. So I'm just going to underscore how critical it is, you know, this idea of like understanding your worthiness and not having your worthiness be dependent on anybody else's opinion of you and to put all of those voices to the side and step to the line and do what you need to do. I can only imagine, um, you know, and I think she has grown. I I, I think maybe you might agree with me or most people might agree with me that there's been an evolution and how she responds to things happening around her in the world. But um, the last thing I would say is just I would want for her to keep that authenticity that she has.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's so exciting. I love, I love her energy. I love that she brings herself to it. She stands out. She shouldn't shrink herself to fit whatever mold of what people think a track athlete is supposed to behave like, look like. Um, I want her to maintain that. And I think that's I mean, not just track and field, but there's a broader lesson in terms of like, when you think about how we're socialized to show up, how we're, Socialized to assimilate but it's it's frankly it is her distinctiveness uh that makes her stand out i believe she just signed another thing with night i don't know anyway she's yeah. doing it. and i think we're seeing her grow right in front of us and i'm i'm just i can't wait to watch what she does
0: yeah yeah truly a highlight of you know 2023 i think as we look back on it especially i think just sports in general so i appreciate you sharing that um So, you know, switching gears a little bit, if you're familiar with the podcast and even those that are listening, we normally ask our guests, what type of dose do they wanna bring to the show? (laughs) But in true ado form, I am switching things up uh, for this podcast special that we're doing. So it's about that time where I don't know and I know you're very close to social media but you know you normally see the meme of the black lady that's walking into 2003 and she's leaving some bricks behind but she may be taking some bricks into 2000 into the next year if there were three bricks that if you were on that pedestal that you were taking into the new year what three brick or what word would you put on each one of those bricks
1: Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So this is what am I taking into the into the new year? Yeah. Ooh. Um, you know, I I love that you asked this because I at the beginning of each year spend some time thinking about words that represent what I want to do in the next year. Mm-hmm. And so I think of like those words as like building blocks. You know there's things I'm focused on for the year that are gonna support me in the coming year so um i I would take the, my words from the past few years into twenty twenty four and stack those bricks <laughs> so I can okay. I can build on them. so going back, let me see if I can remember all of them um two years ago, it was community, okay, I was very focused on relationships. I carved out time. On Fridays to have conversations, um, to meet people, to think about how you can introduce and toss each other layups. So that was a big focus for me. Um, this past- You've
0: always been that person, by the way. If anybody knows Ty, she's always <laughs> she's behind the scenes. That's why, you know. Sorry, God, God is gonna bless this
1: one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's what I it's all is how I want to show up. Yeah. Um, another word this past year was escape velocity, escape velocity. So oh. that's a that, what that means is it's the force required for a rocket to escape the gravitational pull um, mm-hmm. so that you can move into the ne- next atmosphere. And so that was my word for this past year. Um, I came into this year knew it, knowing that it was going to be a big year. I didn't know what exactly was gonna happen, but I knew new heights were gonna be reached. And for that, they needed that escape velocity. And then um, I I believe, and this I've been doing this for five years now, so I'm just gonna steal one of the other words, it was intentionality. Mm -hmm. So to do things with an intentional lens. Um, I love the word you said earlier, lens, because I think having a, you can choose your lens intentionally. Um, and so now I'm getting nerdy, like there's a behavioral science um, heuristic, there's an availability heuristic mm-hmm. um, that you can use. It's like the red car effect, right? If, you, if I say to you red car, all of a sudden, like now you start noticing red car everywhere yep. around you. Yep. And so if you intentionally choose your lens, your goals, and put yourself on the hook for those things, it starts to make certain things more obvious to you that stand out because of that goal that you set. Yeah. Um, that's something I didn't stop doing. I kept taking that with me into, into each year so that as I'm walking around in the world, things pop out to me more and I can more easily synthesize them because I can see them in relation to what I'm trying to accomplish right now. So mm-hmm. hopefully that makes sense for folks, but that red the red car intentional goal choosing um, has pro- brought certain things into focus for me over the years
0: yeah no beautifully said and yeah i agree i think that when you when you say those words it helps set you up so i mean you know that's that's what we're all about these couple of episodes is really setting everybody up for success so make sure you all go to ty on linkedin and well maybe i don't know how many dms she's going to respond to but thank her thank her for sure for, for doing that um so let's talk music i don't know about you but whether i'm working out or whether i'm working or whether i am just in the house i have to listen to music whether that's from the old recent new or past are there any albums that were released this year or songs for you that you just kept in rotation
1: oh my gosh i mean so we just had that i have spotify <laughs> yeah
0: so okay.
1: what, is, what is that spot like what is it like what is it called again like Raps. yeah spotify rap, rap. i could pop my thing open right now and tell y'all <laughs> yeah. what's going on in there right now like, and there's just, actually
0: yes. a beautiful story that was unveiled on linkedin about the creator of, of spotify rap with oh a black woman uh and she oh, was wow. an intern um so um yeah i like both That's of those words balls mixing
1: I love it just using all the data and analytics to create like a wonderful thing i'm just let me see i played a lot of music um let me see what do i have in mind i know it was afrobeats related
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and i mean you know i think probably a little beyonce was on there for those of you that do not know taj she calls herself the beyonce of b2b Yes. So if there were three Beyonce songs that you had to say were your top three, which three would you say? Oh my
1: gosh. So see now my I I'm a like long time
0: long time. Beyonce. That's okay. Yeah, we could go back to Destiny's Child.
1: Can, like Des- yeah, whole catalog, whole catalog. <laughs> but first, wait, first I played a lot of Tyla, um, nice. folks. I played a lot of Tyla. I was introduced to her early. Love her sound. Now she has a song, everyone knows water. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Like Constant rotation. But I was an early fan of Tyla, and I have a lot of Burna Boy, Whiz Kid, Fire Boy, DML. So just to let you know, like what's on my playlist, it's a lot of Afro beats. Yeah. Um, and um, what I've been playing Drift a lot lately, TJ Drift at Jamaica Dance Hall. Like, oh, yeah. About, about that. Um, but um, Beyonce, like, what comes to mind? run the world uh, of course the anthem um what else um baby boy that's a little okay. vibes okay. there. yeah yeah <laughs> her I play on um oh my gosh what it's so hard to pick a last one um but I would what is what do I want to do for beyonce on the last one um ma, 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 ma
0: uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, just trying to get the song i love it
1: so hard um oh my gosh um to the left to the left
0: there we go yeah. irreplaceable Irreplaceable. yeah no listen that's a good one that's a good one okay hey i may have to steal your playlist one day because i okay. like i like what you have going on yeah. um you know you mentioned a lot of those uh songs that are rooted you know, uh, I think in uh, whether it's Afrobeats or, you know, um, and I'm curious to know, you know, especially with both of your parents being from Jamaica, were they playing a lot of that music as you were growing up? No.
1: <laughs> no so, so wait, no, let me rewind that, though. So they played a, Bob Marley, of course, was okay. like an anthem um, there was a, quite a bit of soca also played in the house, but it was like a lot of like roots reggae, so I have a lot of respect i have a full blown if anyone wants like a roots reggae playlist like with all the folks, yes. you know the garden like like yeah, like all the all, you know if you want that I have yeah. it I have it um and I have a lot of that- i def that list definitely gets, gets played periodically because those were the sounds of my youth. Um, for yep. certain long car drives, that was that's what was in the car. Absolutely. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I um that was the last vacation that I actually went on. Um and I flew into Kingston and I had no idea how far it was from the grill. So I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, you know. Oh me, no, you should have
1: called me. Oh, no. about it, right. Here
0: I am, peak. Just you know, pr- I'm I'm like in my most, I'm in my most American bag, like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna fly into Kingston. I got there, but it was beautiful because I was able now, people are probably gonna think this is ridiculous to make that four-hour drive.
1: <laughs> did you did you rent a car and drive yourself?
0: You know what? I, I didn't, but I, I felt good paying the driver because like that's their livelihood. So I was just like, it's fine. I was in there, but it it allowed me to see the whole island, you know? So but yeah, I had a great time. Shout out to the staff at Rock House, by the way, because they treated me, I mean it was just great. But um speaking of just vacation, what was the last great vacation you went on? Because I love to use this podcast as a reminder for people to take those out-of-office days. And Ty, I know you're not shy of dipping your feet in sand every now and then. Oh my
1: gosh, it's Uh, necessary. It's absolutely necessary. I did just come from Jamaica. (laughs) Yes! Irene, so shout out again. You know, whenever I touch down, it feels like a weight is being lifted from my shoulders. It feels like home. The food is amazing. I mean, somebody can fight me on that. That, I mean, food is just, so good i had my okay. ac- ackee and saltfish, my oxtail okay. i did i did dip my toes in the sand and and relax a little bit definitely want to get back there um other also on my list um is ghana uh for the upcoming year i i want to go to bali um those are two spots where, you, where you'll uh, find me in 2024 i'm trying to plan that early get them flights you know okay. get that locked in
0: Absolutely. Listen, we love that because you need that, I think, in order to thrive in what you're doing. And I know you're always at the forefront of everything that's taking place. So to be able to rest and reset, you better believe we all doing that in 2024. So let me know. I may see you in some of those spots. Yeah um speaking of 2024 though i would love to get your pov on what is next what's on your radar what's hot in the world of marketing advertising and communications a bit of a loaded question but uh what are some of the things that you're kind of hyper focused on
1: yeah well here's the thing um so i'm working within a think tank called the b2b institute y'all and we have a different perspective on trends right so i'm going to flip this question a bit because marketers always want to know what's going to change but at the b2b institute we explore what i think is a more important question which is what won't change Hmm. right and the reason why we focus on that is because you know you can build a business on ideas that won't change and if you can find like these little known practices that don't change, it can give you an edge over your competition, but it does require you to like not always follow the crowd. You know. That being said, I, I you know, obviously, like there's AI. There's a conversation of that's going on around sustainability, and climate change, and that that all of these things, uh, of course, um, always have passion and will always focus on DEI. There's been a chilling effect. So these are all things that I am focused on in terms of what's happening in the world right now, but for marketers in terms of what's not going to change, um, a couple things. So one, brand, Um, brand, 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 and the power of brand. I think uh, for a long time, people have been sort of caught in a war, Um, not a war like a pow pow war, but more so like a budget war. Um, where people invest quite a bit in lead generation um, at the expense of the brand side, uh, but when you think about you know what is representative of the future cash flow of the business, it is the it is brand. Um, so I think one of the things that uh, will not change is the importance of investing in brand for the long-term value of your business. The trouble that t- t- people typically have is like CFOs prefer math to magic. People think brand is fluffy, but when you think about the intangible benefit of a brand, um, it's outsized. Um, so I am not. I won't go on and on about it, but we've got tons of research about it, and I'm bullish on B2B brand in particular. Can you I can, about that?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, <clears throat> I'd love to pause right there, and I appreciate you yeah. bringing that up because I want to also know, do you think that now we're in a place to finally go back to brand? Because if you do think about early 2020, and I think you said it, there is a large um investment that has to be made into that but i think that what we've seen over the last three years especially mm-hmm. due to economic recovery br- brand budgets have been do- downsized in terms of that overall investment so mm-hmm. i i love what you're saying because it feels like now we may be you know in a in a space financially to we're going into 2024 and you let me know that more brands are able to do this possibly is make that investment mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting
1: yeah, it is interesting. I think we're we're seeing a shift. Okay. mindset. I think obviously, you know, when you're dealing with economic pressure, expectations from the business grow, people are like where are the leads? Where are the leads? But I and think conversion. Yeah, and the conversions, like where's the ROI immediately, but you know, what people are starting to understand is that in an environment like you know, where there's economic constraints, Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't always the demand, as, as much demand to capture. So you capture as much latent demand as you can, but then you have to turn to the future so that when things open up, you prepare yourself to open back up. How do you do that? That's a matter of memory generation and versus lead generation. How do you be the brand that people remember and that's available to people? Because the first search engine people search is the one in their mind. Yes, Uh, and the brand that's remembered is the brand that's bought. How do you become that so that when things are open uh, opening up, you can capture that demand, that future? So that's I think people are beginning to understand that concept. Um, Certainly, a big mindset shift for B two B in (laughs) particular. So, but the good (laughs) news is I I we're seeing that start to transform. Um, we have a state of B2B, B2B benchmark report that we did for LinkedIn, and we're seeing attitudes really open up when it comes to that type of investment.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, besides that, like um, block, we could say blockbuster marketing, and it's like taking a page from Disney's playbook, mm-hmm. right? So Disney has a bunch of distinctive assets and characters and a ton of creativity um and so you know as you think about the formula for being remembered in the first place it is investing in things like character familiar stories distinctive styles and so these are all memory devices that we mm-hmm. use and the importance of those things are never going away i always am you know love to see people using things like characters uh, b2b is actually under invested in these distinctive assets Everything. Yeah be sort of blue and like you know people in a business business suits in boardrooms rather than using like the genius of these other creative outlets um so there's there's that and then the last thing i would say that won't change is this idea of reach maximalism so um you know people tend to think because we can target you know joe in montana who loves to you know, wash his car and buy these. You know that we should do that, mm-hmm. but the challenge with that is we can't always predict where our customers are coming from. We don't. We don't know who's going to be making a decision ultimately. So the best we can do is not make assumptions. And we should try to reach everybody that could potentially be a buyer for us um, yeah. when in the future. That's yeah. that's really the way to build. Otherwise, you're you're making a lot of assumptions, and you know what happens. What do they say? You're making an ass out of yeah. You. Out of just you and me. Yeah. So we don't do that. Yeah, Um, we want to. We want to do relevant reach.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know what I admire. I think looking at your background, the projects, the boards that you're involved in. I think your natural input is. Ty, do you know that you do what a single brand is trying to do? Like, do you understand that? Like, I think this (laughs) this this creation of culture with statistics with 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 research and data in order to get to the consumer to actually push out something that is like authentic through messaging and so you know i love this quote by you where it says i'm fascinated by the power of messages and words and committed to moving people forward information inspiration and action are the catalyst for transformation and mm-hmm. that's ultimately, I think that's that's like your secret sauce and mix. So like shout out to you for like landing there because I think it's really impactful.
1: Thank you. I, I absolutely receive that. I really do try to live by that because I think words are powerful. Uh, ideas are powerful. We need people with great ideas to come forward. Uh, and it is very important to me to think about how can I use my platform to help get those ideas out into the world and to support people who have meaningful messages but may not yet have the platform do the same thing um, that's mm-hmm. how people get it inspired um, obviously you got to pair it with the action um, but it really does start with the information and the inspiration so yeah. thank you I'm glad you see that that's a goal yeah.
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah you listen you out cheer, out cheer, out here, out here. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: But you know,
0: um, I think, you know, to that point, um I had the opportunity to see you twice this year, which was awesome. I saw you at the um I saw you three times actually. Let me backtrack. Look, yeah, at, me, really. look at me, look at me kind of fanboying here. Not gonna be like. Okay now dude let me get this restraining on on you no 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 just not. because I saw you the first time where I didn't know you but I was at the LinkedIn uh, Be to believe event where yes. you were doing that and then I saw you at um that we formally met at the American Advertising Federation Hall of Fame and then most recently at Ad Color so um yes. I guess I guess I guess we're both in the streets a little bit but speaking I of the streets you, I see you <laughs> Speaking of that, though, I think that, you know, um, I call this segment of the show co-signing to where, you know, hopefully you all are also hitting up tie respectfully to speak on these panels because you should be on everyone, but going into the new year, a lot of people are starting to like plan their calendar. So if there were two to three events that you would encourage our listeners, obviously individuals that are, you know, black and marketers, PR what e- what events or conferences or even awards would you encourage? Would you like to co-sign for them to say you all should probably check this out? Great networking opportunity and information that you could receive.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go down the B two B road on this one, and maybe also down, uh, you know, a conversation of like what has has moved me or what is. Yeah. Moved. So, I have to talk about inbound. As a first one. And there's a reason why Um, it launched me. Um, I have a lot of respect for that community. I've been going since like 2012. Yeah. I've seen the evolution. Um, I was in business school and um, I had left Google to go to business school. I was studying. The society, B2B was just a twinkle in my eye, I wasn't even thinking about it. But um, I found myself continuing to try to learn about like marketing in general. And I became fascinated with inbound marketing. So I started downloading a bunch of HubSpot stuff to the point where somebody over there must've been like, who the heck is this? Because like anytime something would launch, I was downloading it and reading it thoroughly. And then somebody from HubSpot reached out to me and called me and they were like, um so we noticed you're downloading a lot of these reports what uh, are you an agency or something and i was like no i'm not an agency i'm just someone who like i'm an mba student i just trying to learn about b2b marketing i find it fascinating and this person was like do you want to be an agency and i was like sure <laughs> <laughs> So no this is, so, so literally um, by the next few weeks, I had launched my agency from within a broom closet at my MBA program and um, they uh, like they helped me get to inbound that same year. And that conference, um, I was looking around with so much wonder. Um, be, became a launch pad for me going into B2B. So I always gonna have respect for that event and the education it's given me to like move into the B2B space, which is where nice. I am um The other conference and, I have to shout out, go, oh, you wanna, see, you know, you wanna say, Go ahead, yeah, yeah.
0: No, yeah, I was just gonna say, do you know around what time it normally um, takes place or? Oh
1: yeah, it's typically September every okay. year fall conference it's a great way to kind of get into the fall energy Um, and I also got to give love to add color as well add color Um, I feel like add color um, is a place for rejuvenation Mm. Uh, it is a wonderful community of marketers media communications professionals who care about advancing this world who care about equity care about you know making sure that voices are included and platformed and uh I just adore um the space so much it feels like a reunion every time and yeah. um so I'm deeply appreciative of that conference yeah. as well.
0: Absolutely thank you so much. Um I think it's good just to mention it because you know, especially, like I said, my podcasts range from C-suite executives that are, you know, sharing gems to, you know, mid-level individuals that are trying to jump to, you know, senior level to, you know, to a lot of juniors. And I think that people that are just entering the industry, um, you don't necessarily have, like, um, insight to a lot of these things. And it also sometimes requires a lot of work. So I will tell you all to start preparing now if you do want to attend some of those and really advocate, advocate, excuse me, for yourself to go. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, we know you now for everything that you have accomplished, but, um, you know, I think that now is the time of year that a lot of people also are um, rethinking their careers and or rethinking their trajectory of like ultimately what they want to do. From track and field to Georgetown to Google to LinkedIn to uh, boards. I mean, you have seemed to be able to switch and transition um, to really make sure that you're pursuing your passions. I know that this may be a, a bit of a tough answer, but what recommendation would you give someone on really making that transition to really switch, you know, careers and/or you know, um, different focus areas for themselves?
1: Yeah. So for this one, I I owe perspective um, to Sylvia High, who was an excellent coach for me. Um, She runs Aiming High. Um, She's been, she's an incredible speaker and just like person. Um, And years ago, she introduced me to a framework, um, and I'm not sure if she owns the framework or not, called My Irresistible Life. And the framework is kind of like a wheel of life, philosophy where you look at different areas of your life. So it could be your values, relationship, finances, spirituality. So you just imagine like these different segments of your life and you have these different boxes. And the goal of the exercise is to write the story of your life in each of these different boxes as if you're looking back on your life from the time of your death. Now, like I know that probably sounds kind of morbid, to folks. Um, but you know, we're all gonna be that at that point at some point.
0: Not not when you have to start doing that beneficiaries.
1: I was like, Wait, <laughs> you, you ain't, you ain't
0: getting nothing from me. I ain't, don't put them on nothing getting a dime. No, I'm messing
1: up. <laughs> <I'm messing around. laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, thinking about who's gonna get inheritance and when you know, that could yeah. be part, that could be part of it if you choose to do yeah. it, but um, you know, point being like it. When the first time I did the exercise was the hardest because I wasn't I didn't have the clarity. Um, so I just just jumped in. But with each year that went by that I did the exercise, it became more in alignment with my life today and what I wanted to see. So and it became bigger. Like I started aiming bigger because I had more confidence as you you grow. So the story evolves, but it starts to like give you the alignment and the North Star. You need to help your decisions in each of those areas of life. Um, So it's like, you know, where are you driving the car? Um, How are you living intentionally? Like, what are your values? Especially in in times when you have to make a really difficult decision. Um, I go back to my values and I think, okay, here are my values here's the here's the lens through which I can make this decision because I know what I stand for, you know? So I I, I love, I've loved that exercise. Um, it's definitely sharpened, you know, things into view for me. And I hope with other people may take that on and get some clarity from that work.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, you mentioned from, you know, death, which is, you know, yonders ago, if anybody knows, I, I know you, th- take care of yourself and everything like that but yes. on in that trajectory was being a track
1: coach on there i i i'm a coach at heart
0: Coach at heart okay um
1: i um just just the idea of helping someone move from point a to point b gives me so much joy
0: yeah honestly.
1: yeah yeah uh part of the reason why so you know initially i was looking at going into politics Hi. Um, I, did, I, went, I went to Georgetown undergrad um, and then I ended up going into marketing, but I think there's a lot of similarities in that it's the practice of like how ideas get communicated and how to move people forward. Um, but I think, and marketing, it similarly is like ideas at scale. Um, so as I think about, you know, what does a coach do? Um, you help clarify people's thinking. I'm not telling people what to do, but I am asking questions to help sharpen their own decision-making because we're all big enough to make our own decisions. If we have information and if we have the the courage, you know, and if we have the support, we, we can do big things. So I want to make sure people have those things in place Um, And the beauty of it is I don't have to have the answers. The answers are already in anyone.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Beautifully said, beautifully said. So, um, you know, oh, we covered so much here and I'm pretty sure either I have to have you back as a co-host or have to have a part two. (laughs) But um, before we get out of here, um, you know, 2023 was a very, very big, long year. Is there anything that you would like to shine a spotlight on that happened from this last
1: year? Oh, my gosh um so so big things um outside of you know my world at linkedin i am investing in a community space um for folks um it's it's called marambella and (laughs) yes 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 um i um is this your first time talking about this um, in a, in a broad way, um, it's not the it first is. time, but like I, let's, it's one of, it's one of the first times I'm sharing more about this because okay. I spent, well, this I'm gonna still act like I got an
0: exclusive on here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this is probably the biggest platform. I mean, I've shared with it like one-on-one and like in smaller groups, but, um, the, the point of this investment plays on this idea of seniors, which is a term coined by this guy named Brian, Eno, who's a musician, seniors being the combination of the word scene and genius, meaning the collective genius of a creative society. And the idea behind seniors is, you know, what happens when you get like-minded people together in a space, um, this idea of iron sharpens iron. And, you know, ideas get stronger. You can 10 x your output just by being in the same space as energy, energy generating people who are accountable to a particular goal. It's like when you think about what's the difference between you saying, I really want to do that thing. And then the next you're saying, I really want to do that thing. And you're not doing that thing. And then having people next to you who are helping you have that forcing function to get that thing finally done, that goal you always had. And there are examples of these types of seniors throughout history, when you think about like the Renaissance and the artists that came together around that um, and various other technological advances. And so I'm betting on the idea that you can actually curate seniors. We can bring together like-minded people into a space to move a particular goal forward, right? so that's that's what i'm betting on with Marambella. bella these will be small um, curated groups against various ideas to help advance them it could be anything from what i just spoke about with you know helping people set goals against like clarifying their vision um like my irresistible life um you know it could it could be something as simple as like how do i understand what a revocable trust is and make sure it's set up it could be a group of content creators who, you know, business who want to create content around business, and we need to be around other people who are doing the same thing so that we can accelerate our efforts and sharpen the results. So those are some ideas of of gatherings, but I'll be having um, those types of things over the next couple months, 2024. Holla at me if you're interested in joining any of that. Yes,
0: absolutely, definitely, and also holla at me too. And you know, I mean, we'll make sure. I'm serious, like, you know, yeah. that's, what this that's one of the most, you know, talk about community, but it's so beautiful. I had a very close friend of mine that actually reached out wanting to work with one of the photographers. And I was just like, wait, how do you know such and such? He's like, oh, yeah, I was listening to your show. um, And he was speaking. And I was like, what? I was like, one, I didn't even know that you listened to my show. And then the fact that you're working with the photographer that was on it, I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's that sweet spot. Yeah. It's that moment. But you know that's definitely what it's about so um yeah, yeah we'll be there um so yeah so you know a staple of the show i feel like it's i feel like we're, it's not going to be official and done until we actually do get that dose from you so what would you like to give the people at home a dose of
1: oh my gosh how do like i what i want for everybody I can choose anything anything you can choose
0: anything we've had people give a dose of nature we've had a dose of it it, we've had so we've had over 130 doses of different things so it's all
1: on you this might be okay this might be a repeat but this is what i want for everybody i want everyone to, to be as peaceful as possible um i know that this world there's a lot going on right now you know i know that there's a million things pulling us into different directions, responsibilities, things to worry about. And I think to the extent that we can, um, as leaders, make a space for ourselves in this time um, to really think about what's important mm-hmm. um, and to let some of these other things fall away and to think about you know how we can be the solution finally to something and go after it with other folks or find the support that you need, the coaching to have you be um, a little bit more peaceful. Boundaries, I think you mentioned boundaries earlier in the show. Just to think about what does it look like to have as peaceful a year in the midst of the storm. Uh, I like to think of leaders as people who can parachute into a desert and create an oasis, but it does take like some measure <laughs> of like calmness to be able to bring that in. Yeah. So um, you know, I know a lot of leaders are listening right now. And that's what I wish for you um is peace and and for you to think about what it will take next year to, you know, maintain an environment where your nervous system isn't being triggered every two seconds.
0: Yeah. Right. And- yeah, I like what you say though too about landing in an oasis and that it because you know if you're going down you could be screaming and don't matter you know you got your little feet you got your little feet dangling but once you land it's like okay you know yeah. everything is there so. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that. Uh listen, this was so good. Thank you so much for your time and also not circling back around next year. Um <laughs> and um, you know, um, so my so I'll share my dose. My dose for next year is the streets. I'm gonna be in the streets. Uh uh, so hopefully I will see you <laughs> more often. But um, I love that. Yeah, any I'm final excited. words, but any final words before you get out of here.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, I just wish people like the happiest holiday season and new year. Yeah. I don't know if this is meant to be evergreen. So sorry about that. If it was. I just (laughs) wish everybody that. Oh,
0: yeah. This is it. it, This is
1: it. Family and friends. You know, I just wish everybody so much joy.
0: Yeah. Listen, we'll take that. We'll take that. Ty, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. For sharing the gems, for being here with us, and seriously, for all that you do, because um, I it, we we feel it and we see the hard work. So just know that you have an army behind you. I don't know. I hope that you feel that. Hopefully, you felt a little bit of that ad color where you know it was like everyone was pouring into you. But just I know sure that that
1: I sure yeah, did. that's
0: that's always there because yeah. we we see you and we appreciate what you're doing. So
1: yeah, can I you. just also say thank you so much for the platform that you create and who you are, like you bring so much energy to everything you do. Whenever people see you, they can't help but have like enormous smile. So you really do bring joy um, to folks and I'm so grateful for uh, being able to join your platform.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. Listen, it's it's, so I am thankful and excited to be going into season eight and we'll continue to do it, um, you know, because it it brings me just as much joy to chat with everyone. So um, thank you all once again for listening. As always, stay safe, drink a ton of water, and remember that you deserve a dose of black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I am a Duke.